Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me, please, as we look into God's Word at Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11. Verse 11. The Bible is very clear that God has the last word. Aren't you glad that God has the last word? Um, I'll tell you a little funny story. But when Julia was a little girl, I... I told Jackie, I said, I, I, I believe she's going to be a, a lawyer because she's always going to get the last word. And um, I would go to correct her. And while I was either pulling my belt off or, or yeah, 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 <laughs> or going to get the switch, when I would get ready to spank her, her hands would go up and she would say, can we just have a talk? <laughs> and I would say, okay, what do you want to say? And she would look at me and go, why are you doing this to me? I would get tickled sometime and she would get grace. Other times I'd say because I'm not going to raise a brat and I'd start spanking her. And uh, anyway, she's not here today to give her side of the story. So <laughs> and we've got one coming along named Anna Jane and she's got the gift also. <laughs> I, I'm just visiting with you for just a moment. We were in the restaurant last Sunday and she got down into the floor. And I said, get up. And she didn't get up. I said, get up or I'm going to pop you on your hiney. And so her last word was, you cannot pop my hiney in a restaurant. <laughs> I said, go look at that woman over there, your mama, and ask her if I can't pop your hiney in a restaurant. <laughs> It'd be good for us sometimes to have the last words. There's other times we just don't get the last word. But God gets the last word. And I tell you what, I'm really glad that God has had the last word in my life. Amen. And the last word in your life. Isaiah 55 and 11. Listen to how the word of God so beautifully puts this. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Okay? Now, there's not a might or a maybe or a possibly in there. God said, if I speak it, it's going to accomplish what I have set it out to do. There is no my Lord, I feel the presence of God already so strong in here. There is no force that can stop God's word from being accomplished. It, he has the final word. Amen. Father God, I thank you that you're sovereign. 
And I thank you for your anointing. And I thank you because you have the last word. Now, dear God, let us, let us declare your word in the way that you desire. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. You may be seated. God bless you. The first, some of the first words that came out of God's mouth when he had created things, when he would create something and then his words were, that's good. I mean, that, that, I, I like it. God made it and he said, hey, that's good. Now, you, in, in case you don't realize that God was not speaking to himself. God wasn't just speaking into the void, but God was speaking to his son because the Bible says nothing was created without Jesus. Everything was created by him. But God looked at things when he, when he made a, a dog, he said, that's good. When, when he made a, an oak tree, that's good. When he made a human, he said, that's good. So look at your neighbor right now and say, you're looking at good. Looking at good. There you go. Now, the serpent, however, the devil, some of his first words were, you shall be like God. And that's in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 5. And that was the diabolical plan of the enemy right there that lets you see what his plan was. Let's read it. For God, here, here's the devil, the serpent, speaking to Eve. For God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, of the forbidden fruit, then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So from the very beginning, the devil wanted to tell human beings, you don't need God. Get to a point where you are a God and if you get there, you don't have to be bothered by Almighty God because you'll be a God. Now, you might think that that's uh, not relevant today. I must tell you that there's religions right now. I could name two right off the bat that everyone here would know and they teach you that you will become a God. Now, one of them, you have to spend big money to get there, uh, but they will make you a God if you have enough money. The other one is if you just practice their practices, then eventually you become a God and one day you'll have a planet and get to repopulate the planet as your own God. It's still messed up. It's the same devil that brought it in the Garden of Eden that has just brought it forth to today. But it came because there was an enemy of our soul that his name was the devil. And in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13 through 14, here is what the devil, this is what brought him down right here. Here's the devil saying, or God's uh, speaking about him. For thou hast said in thine heart, listen to this. Here's what the devil was saying. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. 
I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high God. Now, did the devil do that? Absolutely not. But he was trying to get Adam and Eve to fall into the same trap that didn't work for him, it didn't work for the devil, and it won't work for you and I. You and I aren't gods. Never will be. But God here had the first words. And then I want you to understand that the devil wants you to believe that you will be like God. Satan said these words to try to persuade our first parents, Adam and Eve, that by eating this, they would become prosperous and independent and full of knowledge. And, and, and that if you, if you get to that point, you won't need God. There's an old song, I love it, and it said, if you ever needed the Lord before, you sure do need him now. I tell you what, the longer I live, the more I know that I need the Lord. The longer I live, the more I know that I can't even walk without him holding my hand. I need him. Do you need him here today? Amen. Now note that in those lies, there's an appeal to Adam and Eve to be like God, to be independent of God. Satan knew that if he put this in their minds, he would gain a position over them. In other words, the devil was trying to plant a lie and if they would let the, the seed of that lie get into their mind and down into their heart, that the devil then had an opportunity to change them. Now, I just want to tell you, the devil is out to try to put a lie into your heart. If he can put a lie into your heart and if you'll believe it, it will bring destruction to you. That's why the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Don't let the devil plant those negative thoughts and you dwell on it. I understand there's plenty of things that will be presented to you. You're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not uh, powerful enough, you, don't, you come from a bad bloodline or whatever. The devil plants that and if you let it get down into your spirit, it will grow and you will start reaping a harvest of negativity and God wants you to reap a harvest of blessing. Someone say amen to that, amen. Now Satan uses an appeal to personal power and glory, but God wouldn't let go of us. Now, Adam and Eve fell, but God still wouldn't let go of mankind. That's how much God loves you. L listen to this, would you? A, a beautiful story that I, it, it was tragic, but yet still, uh, the, I, I want you to hear of a little boy that him and his family, they lived on a lake and it was a hot day and, and the little boy got just so excited. And, and he took off running out the house. His mama was still in the kitchen. He took off his shirt, took off his pants, he took off his shoes, his socks, and, and dove into the water. And he was swimming and having a great time. And the mama looked out and the little boy was swimming out from the shore and she saw an alligator swimming toward him. 
and, and she dropped everything, ran out the back door and began to scream. She yelled as only a mother in that kind of situation can yell. And the little boy realized there must be a problem. He turned and started swimming toward the shore. Just as he got to the dock, the alligator got to him. The alligator got hold of the little boy's legs, but the mama got hold of the little boy's arms. So now she is standing on the dock and she is pulling and this alligator is fighting, trying to get her son into the water and she is pulling against it. And she yells and, and, and as she screams, a, a neighbor came and, and he had a gun and he shot the alligator and, and, and they were able to save the little boy, take him to the hospital. And after a lot of surgeries and a lot of problems, he was able to survive. And so a person interviewed him about this, and here's the point of the story. The, the child had scars all over his legs, and, 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 and they, they looked at that, took pictures, and, 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 and said, this is where the alligator had gotten hold of me and ripped my flesh. And so that's what the photographer was focused in on, but the little boy rolled up the sleeves of his shirt and said, wait a minute, I've got some really good scars on my arms. This is where my mama dug her fingernails into my arms and wouldn't let go so that alligator couldn't kill me. My mama wouldn't let go. I want to tell you, some of you, the devil has tried and tried and tried to drag you and pull you in, but God is not going to let go. God loves you. He has the final word. He has the final word. Yes, he does. Now, the Bible says Satan is as a roaring lion. Not that he is, but he is as a roaring lion. Since Satan operated and wanted to be like God, he even tried to uh, imitate. Now, Jesus is called the lion of the true tribe of Judah. And so it would only stand to reason that the counterfeit, the fake, the imitation, the devil himself would try to come around and roar like a lion. But he's not the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's just an imitation. He will try to make you believe that he's something that he's not. But it's a fake. How many times has the devil dangled something in front of you and it looked real, it looked good at the moment, but it was nothing but a facade. It was nothing but a fake. It, it was it's kind of like cotton candy. You look like you're getting a bunch until you start eating it. Come on. And the devil does that. He'll make you look like you've got all this when in reality, mainly what you have is air. Now, Simon Peter said, be sober. And the synonyms for that would simply common sense, be firm, be good, be informed, be level-headed. I think it's important in this world for us to be sober because we're fighting against an adversary. 
be level-headed. The devil's going to try to fool you. He's going to try to lie to you. Lions roar when, uh, in three main times, a lion roars. One is when uh, a strange animal hunts in their territory. They roar to get them out of there. Don't come into my area. Uh, uh, so they, they roar big. And then the second thing is they, they roar over triumph after they've captured a prey. It's kind of like at that point, they roar to brag. We got us one. We got us a weak one. We, we overtook our prey. So they roar in victory. And then the third thing is lions roar loudest when they are caught in a storm. I'm here today to report to you that the devil is caught in a storm. See, he's caught in a storm and you may not realize it. See, lions cannot stand the sound of thunder and they cannot stand the flash of lights. And so when that happens, they become unnerved and they roar. Now, I, I just want to tell you when mama is kneeling down in her prayer room and she's praying over her babies, I just want to tell you it is causing a thunderstorm to take place in the spirit world. When you're praying and the devil is trying to take what God has given to you and you stand firm, that what you're doing is you're calling for the light. Hear what I'm saying? Jesus Christ is the light. When he comes into the lion's den, when he comes into to the lion's lair. The devil knows that he's going to be defeated. The devil knows that he's not going to win. And as a result, he starts roaring because what he's actually saying is, oh no, I'm in a heap of trouble because the arch enemy of my life is about to take me down. Now, we need to understand that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Now, there is power in God's word. Everyone say that. There's power in God's word. Now, I, I, I believe that there is power in this book. I just want to report to you. I came to church today and I had Five, this week alone, I have had five people that have either texted me or called me with card-toting, bona fide miracles. Miracles, not, boy, you got lucky. Wow, that was, that was a close, no, miracles. It couldn't be anything but a miracle. After I got to church, I got two more. In fact, just before I came into, uh, got into the pulpit, Brother Cecil leaned over and told me another miracle that had taken place. I've just got to tell you, I believe we're in a miracle season. We have been praying for signs and miracles and wonders. And today, I, I, I'm not trying to hype you. I'm telling you what I believe way down deep in my spirit, that we're in the midst of a miracle season. I believe the waters of miracles are troubled. 
And if you're needing something from the Lord today, let the devil roar all he wants to. Let the devil run his mouth all he wants to. But you and I are on the path of miracles. Now, God spoke. God spoke and the world came into existence. At his word, it happened. Okay, God spoke and atoms and molecules came together and put things into existence and, and, and DNA happened and, and God with all his complexities. I, I read an article and it's way too detailed for me to try to explain it all, but it was talking about DNA and any scientist who truly studies DNA, he cannot deny that there had to be a God that made you and I. It just couldn't happen. It, there's no mathematical uh, uh, equation that could put it together. DNA, what you and I are identified by is a sign of Almighty God, but God spoke and it happened. Okay, so I'm asking the question, has God quit speaking? Or have we quit listening? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Don't ask hard questions like that, preacher. That gets me nervous. I believe God wants to speak to you today. I believe God has a word for you and for me. See, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing, even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's what the word of God is. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, uh, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Isaiah 55, 11, our text today. Uh, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. If God speaks, there's not a devil in hell that can stop it. Maybe you didn't catch that. If God speaks, there's not a devil in hell that can stop it. See, but there's not only power when God speaks, but there's power when we repeat what God spoke. Man, we're going somewhere right now, Brother Cecil. Y'all travel with me. See, God put his word and it is established. This is established. There's nothing can stop this. This word is established. So every promise in that book, we have power when we start repeating it. We have power when we use it. The, the devil don't care if your mama and your grandmama and your great-grandmama were Christians. The, the devil don't care if you pay $100,000 tithes a year. The devil don't care if you never miss church. 
But the devil does care if you start using this against him. It causes a roar. It causes him to get nervous. Uh-oh, what am I going to do? They're using something. They're not using philosophy anymore. They're not using logic anymore. They're not using what they think or what granny said. They're using what God said. And when the devil hears what God said, uh-oh, uh-oh, that backs up the whole process. Hear what I'm saying right now? When we repeat what God says, Moses went before Pharaoh and he said, God said, let my people go. Did you understand me, Pharaoh? God said it. Now, when he said it, he had no proof of what was going to happen, but he said it because God said it. You might right now be sick in your body, but I want you to start speaking healing over yourself. You right now might be going through a problem. Uh, it might be a spiritual problem. You, you may be a wreck spiritually. Start speaking over your spirit. Start speaking over your problem. See, when Jonah went out, now Jonah had been rebellious, but then he finally got it right, and he went to Nineveh. And he started bearing the message that God had told him. Repent. The whole place started taking off their normal clothes and putting on sackcloth, laying before God and asking God for mercy, and God delivered the whole place. Why? Because Jonah was repeating what God had told him. It goes further. Peter and John, they were walking into the temple. And as they were walking into the temple, here's a guy, alms, I need money, I'm poor, I need help. And they said, silver and gold have we none, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now you might say, wait a minute, Jesus didn't tell them to say that. Well, how about let's look at Matthew chapter 10 and verse 8. Now this is what Jesus told them earlier. Heal the sick, <laughs> cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. So when they got to the temple and the guy was begging and needing help, they said, hey, we've already gotten our instructions. Let's just do what Jesus told us to do. And they said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now, I just want to put a tag. Everyone look at that scripture. It's up on the wall. If you're looking at it in your Bible, make a little note. Look at here, right here. I want everyone to pay close attention. It did not say 12 disciples heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have have received freely give it didn't say preachers heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out devils but it did say to you and to me and to everyone that will serve the Lord throughout the time heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out devils freely you have received 
freely give. You and I may not realize it, but we have this power put up in us. We have authority in us. Freely we've received, now we need to start freely giving and use the word of the Lord. I just don't know if it'll work for me. Try it. How many of you remember the commercial about Mikey? Try it. You'll like it. They just stick it in front of Mikey and he'd eat it. I believe at times I'm Mikey. But I see so many people, they'll put up barrier, barrier. I can't do it. I can't try it. I can't make it work. I, why not? Try it. Before you go get Tylenol, how about put your hands on your child? Come on. Before you lose a night's sleep because you don't know how you're going to pay your bills, why not try using the Word of God? Come on. Before you have a headache that you can't get rid of for days because you're, you're unnerved and you're, you're messed up and you don't know how to behave, why not use the Word of God? Now, I, I feel like I need to tell this to someone, but I used to carry around a little piece of paper about that big right there, and, and, and about, it's just a tiny little piece of paper, I'd put it in my pocket. Now, I was going through the most traumatic time spiritually I'd ever gone through. I had been a Christian for years, and the devil was attacking me. I had probably, by that time, I had probably been a Christian for a, probably near 20 years and the devil started lying to me and attacking me day and night day and night day and night you never were saved you're not saved now you didn't do it right you're you're not saved and it was a constant bombardment I took that little piece of paper and I would write a scripture it was the word of God. See, I could argue with the devil all I wanted to, and it didn't seem to be getting him out of there. But I would write scriptures. I, I wrote one, and it's locked into my memory. It says, he that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. He said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So here I was. I was like Barney Fife with the bullet. Just understand. Let me tear off a little piece of paper here. I had the paper in my pocket. The devil would start messing with me on, on the job. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'd put it up. It might be two minutes later. The devil admit. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I might be driving down the road. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You might say, did you really do that? Let me tell you the conversation I had with me and the devil. I said, devil, if you want to mess with me a hundred times, I'm going to read you the word of God a hundred times. After a while, 
he got tired of hearing the word of God. After a while, I started getting victory. Not because I could outthink uh, the devil. I couldn't use philosophy to move him out. But the word of God chased the devil away from me. And he'll do the same for you. Would someone please believe that here today? Now the devils are still trying to discount God and Jesus' word. See, the, the devil, it, it, he is trying to tell you or he will ask, did God really mean that? Uh, do, you, do you think God really? That's how he worked with Eve. Do you really think God meant what he said? God's just being mean. That's how a lot of people, and the devil still uses that. I, I had a person that he, he left his wife and, and, and she, she was crying. She wanted him. And he said, God just wants me to be happy. God just wants me to be happy. And I, and I wanted to say, well, don't you think God wanted your wife and your children to be happy? Wonder why God wanted them to be sad while you were happy. Amen? When our natural eyes and senses see and feel things, or when our adversary says things, that is not the last word. Now, for those of you, I, I don't know how to do it, but I'm telling you, there's some crafty people, some people who are gifted. They can get a computer. In fact, I'm gonna use my son-in-law as an example. That rascal, one day we were in a serious meeting and, uh, and, and it wasn't appropriate to laugh. And he got bored. He took a picture of me and he put me in this muscular body in bib overalls. Handed me his phone. I looked at that and I almost burst out laughing in a very inappropriate situation. And he has done many things to me like that. <laughs> Seeing is not believing. Now, did you catch that? I, he had my face on that body, but that wasn't me. Y'all might not be able to tell that. But that wasn't me. But there's a lot of people who will believe feelings instead of believe God. In fact, there's a lot of people who will believe gossip instead of believing God. Now, Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, I, I've, got, I, I've got to share this with you. The king had a dream. And he said, I want the interpretation. Okay, that's cool. What's the dream? I don't know. I forgot. Can't remember it. So all of the astrologers and all, they came to, and they said, well, just tell us what the dream is. I don't know. But if y'all don't tell me, I'm going to kill all of you. Well, Daniel was minding his business and they came to get him. And he said, what's up? And they said, well, we're going to kill you. The king's going to kill you because 
he wants an interpretation to the dream. He said, well, give me just a little bit of time. And so he went and got his boys, the three Hebrew boys. And he said, fellas, we're in trouble. If God doesn't give me an interpretation to this dream, the king's going to kill all of us. And so they began to pray and God gave a word. It might look like you're going to die. It might, the doctor might say, I don't have any help for you. Look here, among the, the seven that, that I uh, got miracle reports back, three of them have been healed of cancer. Three. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I've just got to tell you, uh, the, the doctor is doing the best he can, but he's just a human. She's just a human. It doesn't matter. They don't have the final word. Daniel prayed and he went and gave the interpretation to the king and he lived. But it goes a little bit further. Lazarus was dead. Jesus went there and his own sister said, Jesus, we appreciate you showing up, but you're four days late. If you had come when we asked you to come, everything would have been good, but it's late. But Jesus had a word. And I believe Jesus has a word for somebody here today. I, I just said Jesus had a word. He said, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, who was dead, came forth. I want you to get a picture. See, back in that time where Lazarus would have been, would have been in the bosom of Abraham. What that basically was, was a place called Upper Hades. And that's where he was. It was a holding place until Jesus was crucified and had uh, the, co the complete sacrifice for sins. I just want you to get a picture of Lazarus with Abraham and Isaac and, and, and the various saints of old and, and, and he hears a voice. Lazarus come forth. Uh, uh, boys I'm hearing somebody call my name but, but Lazarus you're down here. We're, we're dead. He said I know but the resurrection has given me a word. He told me to come forth. It doesn't matter if everyone around you is dead when the word comes come forth come forth in Jesus name now listen to this in closing Jesus went to a wedding it's where he performed his first miracle and his mother came to him and said we're out of wine and Jesus responded what does that have to do with me? Now, that's a wonder his mama didn't pop him right then. <laughs> Instead of them having a discourse between them, she looked at the disciples and said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Amen. In other words, my boy, there is power in his word. If my boy tells you to do something, do it. 
Jesus told them what to do. They poured water into vessels and he turned the water into wine. Uh, there's another time where the disciples were fishing and they had not caught anything and Jesus said, cast your net on the other side. We don't want to do that. We're tired. We've toiled all night. Listen to what the response was though. Nevertheless, at thy word. If you say it, there's power behind it. God help us right now. So they cast the net on the other side and took in more fish. They couldn't even pull them all in. They had to have help. And the last thing I want to tell you is in John chapter 5 and verse 5. John chapter 5 and verse 5. Jesus was at a place where there was a man that was helpless. A man needed help. And Jesus asked him, what would you have me to do? He said, well, I'm laying by this pool and water gets troubled, but I don't have anyone to help me get into the pool to get healed. One time a year, whoever got into the pool first would be healed because the angel of healing came down. Jesus didn't ask him, do you need help getting into the pool? He said, what do you need? Well, I, I can't get into the pool. And then Jesus did this. Uh, go to verse 8. Can you, can you get that to verse 8? Jesus saith unto him, listen to his word, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Hold it right there. I, I can't get into the pool. I don't have anyone to help me. Jesus said, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. I love it. Verse 9, go to that for me, Brother Roger. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Here's a man that said, I can't, I'm not able, but after the word came. Now, I just want to tell you, and you don't have to be told this, but I just want to reinforce something. I am not Jesus. I am not God. But I am carrying and spreading and proclaiming the word to you today. If you'll receive this word, I believe there's going to be healings and miracles and signs and wonders at his word, at his word, at his word. How many of you know that Jesus is still alive? How many of you know that he hasn't lost one bit of his power? So I'm saying to you right now, rise up, rise up, take up your bed, rise up, walk over your problem, rise up, there's victory in the house. Would you rise up, everyone stand at this moment. Your Father God, 
Dear Father God, in Genesis chapter 32, verse 24, there was a scripture about Jacob. Jacob had an encounter. He was wrestling with an angel. And the angel said, let me go for the day is dawning. And he said, I'll not let you go until you bless me. I, I, I want my altar team to come at this time. I, I, God help us right now. I didn't know the songs that they had lined up for today, but how great is our God, how great thou art. You are great, you do miracles. Long as I've got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. And he's a defender. Here's simply what I'm saying today. I believe God wants to heal people. I got a prayer request that came in trying to find my note. But I want that person to come up. They're, they're needing, I found it. They need prayer. They're supposed to have back surgery. I believe we're in a season of miracles. If you need healing, if you need God to do something in your life, listen, listen to me. It might be personal. In fact, you might feel like I don't want to come down here because they'll ask me what my business is. If they ask you, they're just doing your jo their job. But all you have to do is say, I have a personal need. Now, if you want to share it, go ahead. The Bible says bear one another's burdens. But if you don't want to tell it, you don't have to. God knows it. But I still want you to make a move to this altar. This isn't just a morning for physical healings. Some of you have been beat down emotionally. Some of you, spiritually, you've been dry. And today is your day to get a word from God. From Matthew, I feel this very strong in my spirit, what I'm getting ready to speak. I believe God's going to speak to someone today. I want you to hear me. I believe God's going to speak to someone's heart today. In fact, the Lord is speaking to me very clearly right here. Someone's been going through a very dry period. It's not because you hadn't been trying. But boy, you're going through a dry period. You need to get a word from God. Today, today is your opportunity to get a word from God. Keep coming, keep coming. The Holy Spirit is pulling people in. Come on, come on. Oh God. Oh God. Keep moving in, move in close, move in close. Get a word from God today if he spoke to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and if he spoke to them, he'll speak to you.
Someone hasn't moved that. Oh my, you're going through a dry period right now. The devil's been lying to you. Listen, the devil has been lying to you. This isn't the end of your road and this isn't defeat. You're going to come forth. Life is getting ready to get much better for you than you ever thought it would be. You're going to have a happily ever after. You are. You are. I want you to believe it. I'm not trying to give someone pie in the sky. I'm trying to speak what the Lord is speaking to me right now. There's someone here today that you're going through a financial situation that has kept you awake. It has even taken your appetite. Your stomach stays upset for worry of what you've been through and what you may go through. And you need God to work that out. Come get a word from the Lord today. Come get a word from the Lord today. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Barbara, are you still in here? Barbara Wells, raise your hand. Barbara, we're gonna pray for her. There she is, we're gonna pray for her. If you need something from the Lord, please move in. We're gonna try to pray over each of you. Come on, seek God, get a word from the Lord. Would you do that with me right now? In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.